Hey, this is just a disclaimer from us here at The Art of Giving Up. This is a podcast made by people. People talking about their experiences, their struggles, and things that we are not qualified to give medical advice or advisement on. If you're suffering from depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, or uncertain about anything, please do not get your advice from our podcast. Reach out, seek a professional, a friend, or a family member, and know that it is okay to ask for help. If you have suicidal thoughts and live in the United States, please remember you could always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number at 1-800-273-8255. Thanks. This is The Art of Giving Up, your podcast for bad days, unfortunate habits, giving up unhealthy relationships, and sometimes just giving up because, well, life's too hard and it sucks. As always, I'm your host, Steven, and this week, I'm actually not alone again. I'm joined by the indomitable snowman, or the best friend I've ever known. Christina, say hello. Hello. And we're here to talk friendship. So this is your first time uh, here with me recording, right? and I'm absolutely terrified, so I do apologize to any of your listeners in advance if I sound like a complete and total noob, because I totally am. So I hope not to undermine any of the quality content you've been putting out in the past couple of months. Yeah, let's pretend I have listeners. Let's do that. <laughs> let's, let's totally do that. The two okay. listeners, including myself. Yes, and one of them is my mother, who doesn't <laughs> listen anymore, actually, because... She said that she didn't want to cramp my style. Well, you actually have more than one listener. My husband actually listens. So that's the total of three. Ooh. I, was, I actually have have been increasing my listenership by threefold over the last two months. So now it's nine. Yes. <laughs> yes. That works. That works out well. So we're here today to talk about friendship. And I thought that it'd be good to have you with me because I've known you for... How long have I known you since? I'd say it's a little bit more than a decade at this point. Oh, I was. I came back to New York in 2005, 2006, 2007? Yeah, I knew you my freshman. The midway through my freshman year of high school, I graduated 2010, so I'd say maybe it was like 2004, 2005 we met. No, no, no. 2000. That'd be the end of 2005. Mm. Because that's when I came back. So it's been a heck of a long time. Yes. 
How's it feel being my friend? I have a lot of health issues because of it, but you know, after a lot of medication and a lot of therapy, I've made it through. <laughs> um, but you've been basically half of my life at this point. Well, I don't know if you've been listening lately, but I've had a guest on Astrid and we were talking about mental health issues. And one of the things that we really didn't touch on was maintaining relationships when you're crazy. And I don't know if you realize this, but I'm out of my damn mind. I mean, that's the only reason why we even work out as friends in the first place is because we've mellowed each other out in terms of our mm. mental capabilities for years. There was mellow mellowing happening? Yeah, you've surprisingly so you've watered me down. You've taken me off of a lot of ledges oh. in the years that we've known each other. Well, thank you. Boost my ego, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to, you know talk about like how we're able to maintain a friendship which let we can be honest to these strangers and say that like we had in the in this decade-ish of knowing each other the first third was like not always great we didn't always have like the greatest communication and i feel like how long have you been in new jersey as of right now i've been in new jersey five years all right so you moved to new jersey about five years ago and I feel like not so long after you moved to New Jersey, we spoke on the phone and we connected, you know, and I feel like that's really where our friendship really evolved into a more healthy adult relationship. And the reason I mentioned this is because you were here from New York like I am and people who listen to this probably don't know, but we're from New York, from the Bronx. Absolutely. Castle Hill, Parkchester, all the way up to Spanish Harlem. This means nothing to a lot of people, but yes, these are places that exist in the Bronx. <laughs> and a lot of the friends that you had there, are you still friends with them? Out of the friends that I've made over the years, I'd say that I maintain slight contact with two or three, um, consistent contact with one. And the only person who I try and contact on a day-to-day -day basis would be you out of everyone that I've known. Again, because I'm special. So There's a lot of definitions for what you are. Special is definitely one of them. You can't say that. That's ableist, okay? That's not cool. So here's, here's, the, here's the question, right? What has made it possible for people like you and I to maintain a relationship at a distance? And because here, here's the thing i'm nuts i'm out of my mind and i'm a terrible friend and i know that i'm a terrible friend and whether or not it's my anxiety or my mental illness or whatever the heck is wrong with me right that makes me unable to reach out and connect with people you have maintained a friendship with me you know and a lot of our friendship has been you at the beginning maintaining it with me mm -hmm. and in the last few years i've definitely been making efforts to maintain it with you absolutely and I find that when I look around, I see a lot of toxic, unhealthy relationships. And we seem to have a really kind of healthy friendship. And I'm kind of disturbed by it. <laughs> I don't understand how it's possible that two people who honestly are out of our minds could maintain a relationship. And, well, I mean, I think I have to ask you for people. I forget that people who are listening they don't know you right 
And we all have trauma. Okay. My trauma is associated with being a kid and being severely tortured by my peers, being placed in the hospital, being tortured by the adults around me, not my mother, but like teachers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And this has informed my behavior. Right. So like, what is some of, if you're willing to share some of the traumas that you've experienced in your youth and how has that informed your like adult relationships into today, including like our friendship? Well, you with the I'm deep ones. Very, I'm very par for the course where it comes from a lot of young Latin women growing up where we grew up, a lot of daddy issues, a lot of um, issues with a parent that left. In my case, would be my mother left when I was fairly young. Um, my father worked 16, 18 hour days to attempt to keep a roof over our head and food on our table, but in turn, I never got to see him. So I was left to my own devices for a long, long time. And I ended up seeking out the attention and affection of people who I thought cared about me, who would supplement the things that I was missing from my absentee mother and my father, who I rarely saw. And I ended up with a group of people who wanted to use me mm. instead of, actually looking out for my well-being the only reason why me and you met in the first place is because i was cutting school that day and we had met up at a local library near my high school and don't get me wrong the day that we met ended up being a day that changed my life because you ended up being my friend since then <laughs> but i should not i should not have been there but people who i thought cared about me and i was definitely a leader and not a follower at that point in my life <laughs> I did whatever they told me to. I was very subservient to people who were older than me, people who assured me that they wanted me to be okay, they wanted me to be happy, when in reality they were just using me for whatever I could give them, whether or not, whether it be a place to crash or a place mm -hmm. to, you know, like, hold up until they had to go home or cash mm -hmm, or things mm -hmm. of that nature. And it's just been a lot of abandonment issues for me, a lot of panic and anxiety riddled thoughts and attacks that I've had over the years. And it hasn't exactly gone away. It has become less and less of an issue over time. But there will always be those days where it hits me like the side of a truck and I don't understand where it comes from or why. And I have to make my way through it if I want to see another day. Hmm. And in terms of all that, having someone who understands where I'm coming from has always helped. Um, even before I met my spouses, it was you who understood where I came from. You've seen me at my worst. You've seen me break down and cry for absolutely no reason at all. You've seen me yell and scream mm -hmm, over mm -hmm. nonsense or what seemed like nonsense in my mind at the time. You've seen me deal with stuff with my father, with my mother, with um, the slew of ex-boyfriends that I had at Fordham Road. Um and helping me deal with them after the fact. So having someone who sees you at your worst when you've hit rock bottom, I definitely think that that helps cement a friendship because it's not always going to be just rainbows and butterflies all the time. You mm -hmm, are going to mm -hmm. need to see that darker side of a person in order to be able to see whether or not you're actually going to be able to care for them going forward because that's very taxing on yourself. Because you need to take of yourself and give of yourself to make sure that that person's okay. And with you going through your own issues and with your own stigmas and things like that, that takes a lot of energy. 
So for you to be ready to give of yourself to that person, whether it be friendship or relationship or romantic or not, it takes a lot. And the fact that you stuck with me for the better part of a decade, a little bit over actually, that means the world to me. And I've told you a thousand times that I love you and I appreciate you. And we say that so sparingly, especially because from where we're from, where, where we're mm-hmm. from is very, very affectionate. Everyone yeah. hugs each other and kisses each other on the cheek. And then I go out to certain places in Jersey and I go to say hi to someone. My first instinct is to hug them and they're a little bit <laughs> yeah, taken aback. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know you that much, but that's just where I'm from. We're very, very affectionate people, especially my family. Um, so sometimes that word love is kind of thrown around with not a lot of weight attached to it. But I do always want to make sure that you know at the end of the day that you've had my back for years. And I'm always very appreciative of that because I know how bad it's gotten with me at certain points of my life and you've stuck with me through all of that. So I think that this is a thing that a lot of people can take away from our interactions is that the one thing that, you know, you didn't really mention, but it's very true is that at that time where you where people took a lot of advantage of you or people did a lot of negative to you i honestly when i first met you was not really a positive influence if anything i might have been the king of enabling of enabling if not abusing if you listen to the first episode that uh, ashton and i did together we were talking about abusers and how we've all had a history of abusing others especially if you've been abused and maybe not directly like beating them or intentionally trying to manipulate them or use them but definitely affecting them in negative ways which i definitely know that i did with you and this i think is a sign of my personal you know uh, personal growth but really of yours because friendship is a lot of forgiving and you have done a lot of forgiving and a lot of forgetting and that is one of the things that maintain our friendships not that you've forgotten all the negative interactions we've ever had but that we've overcome them and since then built more positive interactions and we've connected in a more genuine way and I don't know about you, but I have a very small list of friends who I really feel like I understand, who really know me. And of those people, you are, if not number one, at least in the top three, one of those being my mother. I need your top eight. I need your top eight. Yeah, I mean, on my Facebook, my my MySpace, you used to be number four. No, you used to be number six, actually, because... It used to be whoever had is my girlfriend, then Johnny, Wally, Denise, Lisa, and then you, and then the rest of the people in Fordham. Priorities. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prioritize. <laughs> you know, um, you just can't. Whew, you did all that information, all that. You know, you. That was so well spoken. I don't know what to cut it out off to say. You shook me to my core. I mean. I mean, you need to eventually have some quality content on this channel. I figured I might as well just bring that with me since I'm coming all the way down here from Jersey. You know, which I, I definitely appreciate. Um, So, like, now here's the thing. I've noticed something also positive. Like, you had a slew of very negative boyfriends and stuff like that, right? 
but I see you. And they're very positive and like very happy interpersonal relationship with your partners, right? And I honestly sometimes can't, I, I'm about to get real personal people on the outside who listen to me like, what are they talking? I don't really, I'm very proud of you. And I really wonder how you're able to do that and to maintain that because the one thing that Astra and I talked about a lot was that you, you being people who are, exist in this world, sometimes will come off and look stable and happy, but we all really struggle, you know? Absolutely. And there's a lot of stigma that is surrounding mental illness and anxiety and it's really hard sometimes for us to admit or identify these things that are wrong with us or these things that that drive us or guide us and that affects our relationships and you seem to have it together and you seem to like understand yourself and like I don't understand how you could really understand yourself in that way because I don't know me and that's kind of my biggest flaws I don't know me I don't always know what I want I think that I do and it I find myself uh, a victim of like I'll tell you I bought an iPhone then I bought an Android phone but then I missed my iPhone that's the person that I am you know and you seem to really have a strength now we're not perfect but a really strength of, of mind and like you seem really able to like like you're living your life in a great way and i really look at the guidance from you how how <laughs> well there's really no perfect aspect of my life at this point um I love and adore my family. Uh, James mentioned beforehand that I have partners. I'm currently in a polyfidelity James only relationship. Who about. I don't know who James is. <laughs> I don't know who James is. I think it means Stephen. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's uh, that's Stephen's that's Stephen's uh, ring entrance name. I apologize. <laughs> His music is gonna hit in a little bit. And the pyro is gonna go off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I'm currently in a poly in a polyfidelity relationship with a husband and a wife. And I love them both very much. And we've been together for six years in total. Um, recently, I just had my anniversary with them not too long ago. And they're go a huge you, part you. of me. They're a huge part of me figuring out who I am as a person. Now, in all of that, they helped me realize that I couldn't rely on them to help me figure out who I was. I needed to do that on my own because that's not their job. They're here to support me. They're not here to be me as a person. I need to do that on my own. And in a lot of aspects, you've also helped me get there as well. You've helped me realize what I should and shouldn't want, what I do and do not need through trial and error. There are times where our, friend, where our friendship has triumphed and we've really enjoyed a lot of things together. And there are times where we've had radio silence for two to three years because we just didn't understand what each other needed mm -hmm. at the time and out of anger we just stopped talking and in those good and bad times it helped me eventually chip away the things that i needed and add on the things that i did and it helps me become the person that i am right now now the person that i am right now is still not perfect there's still a lot of things that i'm working through 
where it comes from physicality all the way to how I react to things emotionally and mentally. But where I am now is at a better place from where you met me 10 years ago. And sometimes that does come with meeting people and experiencing new things and having people come into your life or leave your life or just having conversations with people who you never thought that you'd be able to do with, uh, to do so with, I'm sorry, I'm not speaking English today, <laughs> but that's a major thing that I've noticed. A lot of things that I've learned about myself have come from our friendship, have come from you knocking me upside the head and saying, what the hell are you doing? This is a horrible idea. Me not listening to your words of wisdom, doing oh, it yes. anyway. Oh yes, words and of wisdom learning that what you said in the long run was the right thing to do or even reverse me telling you not to do something and you not listening to me and me realizing Which I'm, that I'm people really aren't good going at that. to listen to me sometimes and they need to le learn things on their own so that is that is one of the biggest things that i've learned mm -hmm. like man like when you're younger you're like man, like i don't understand people don't want to listen to me and it's like you just gotta let people suffer man you gotta let them sometimes you gotta let them drown to have them be able to learn how to swim you know and that's what that is. But I'm very thankful to the partners that I have. Um, he is extremely strong-willed and sometimes very, very hard-headed. But he's extremely intelligent and his heart is there in the right place. And it always has been. And he's he's been there for me in ways that I didn't know that I needed. Especially with me having very odd relationships with the men in my life since I was a kid. And she has given me a backbone. Um, she's extremely brash and outspoken and sometimes she's too much for me to handle but that's what i need she's giving me bravery that i can't that i never thought that i would have she's giving me the the want to stand up straight and be proud of myself when i've wanted to shrink like a violet in the corner and not move or not talk so for me, a poly, a poly relationship works because they've both offered me something that I'm pretty sure no one person can offer me. He couldn't offer me the things that she could and vice versa. She couldn't offer me things that he could, but all three of us together were able to be there for each other in ways that no one person could. So it takes a lot of time and a lot of different people to affect you in order for you to eventually become the person that you're meant to become. It's not going to happen quickly. And I, I think one of the things that you touched on, but you didn't really say directly, you're forgetting, you also offer them something. And that is really the key. We, in our relationships, all have something to offer. But we also all really need something. So one of my first episodes, I thought was a really clever title. It's like the third one. It's called What They Expect When You're Expecting. When I'm in like the book. I remember this. Yes. <laughs> but the whole thing was like about how you should ex expect things from people. You should expect people to be there for you. You should expect your family to be there for you and your friends and your lovers to support you and be there. Because, you know, you should. And if they're not giving it to you, then you don't need them. And it takes a long time to sift through the good and the bad and the people who should be there and the ones that shouldn't be there for you to find the truth in that, like, my friendship with you, I appreciate it more than anything. And like any real friendship, it was not born out of necessity. It wasn't born out of the same space and time. It was born out of 
finding another person who offers you something. It doesn't have to be money or time, but people have a certain friendship is a lot of emotional labor and it is a lot of time but we all have like like a hidden video game score of like a value that we offer to other people you know and you're in value you are all the gill you're all the coins you're <laughs> all the gold pieces and that's what friendship is finding someone who isn't just fun and cool to be around that's not that's also what like love is it's not just finding someone who like has things to give you but actually finding someone who brings value into your life that's it mic drop bam (laughs) i mean we've always been very very protective of each other even in those times where we were jealous that we were hanging out with other people or those times that we didn't talk to each other um i believe me and you both spoke about this but there was that point in time that we didn't officially talk to each other but we were still facebook stalking to make sure that each other was safe and that each other was happy you got you got to do it you, you cast to <laughs> so that's something that i've always very much appreciated that even when we couldn't stand each other and we are both very aggressive at times and hard-headed especially towards each other um a lot of people that have met you in my current life a lot of um, my husband's best friends um you've met them during wrestling events and things like that they've always noticed that we're that we do we do everything but punch each other in the face to show affection (laughs) because that's just how we are that's how we've always been but i would jump in front of a train for you and i know you would do the same for me if anyone tried to hurt you i will say that now no i'm kidding Once again, priorities, ladies. Can, can I, can I say good. there's one thing that I've noticed, and I think that with times have changed is that like we definitely um are more affectionate to each other because you need to show your friends that you love them and care about them. And the older I get, the more I realize that being like you effing suck, fuck you, you know you're stupid. That I mean, it could be a little funny. Yeah. But you have to tell people that you love. Mm-hmm. I love you. I value you. Absolutely. You're important. This is why immediately after I punch you in the solar plex, I follow it with a swift I love you yes. every single time. And then a Stockholm stunner. And then <laughs> <laughs> which you sell absolutely perfectly. The oh, I got to do the rock flip you. and everything. Like, you know, head over heels, hand on the ground. <laughs> Complete and total backflip somersault. You know? I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the time that you've given. But the thing I really appreciate more than all of that is your friendship. And I think that the one thing that I kind of didn't realize that I wanted people to take away from this was that there's a lot. There's a lot to be gleaned from actually meeting someone who's awesome and supportive and will be there for you even in the hard times because guess what? That's what friendship is. Despite the, you know, despite the anxiety, despite the anger, and yes, in the beginning, the lies and the lost and the everything. All friendships start off somewhere. Hopefully, maybe 
not all so toxically. <laughs> yeah, hopefully make sure you stay in school, kids, in order to get your good friendships, please. Yes, don't cut school. Like, do not get do your, it. Get, make sure your friends are within your age range. <laughs> <laughs> make, sure. make sure your friends are not legally able to drink when you're still in gym class. Yeah, make, make sure that, like, you know, like, when you're in high school, they're there in the school with you, not standing outside of the school. <laughs> Priorities, children. Priorities. Priorities. This is what it's about. So I guess I want to thank you for thank joining you. me. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Do yes. you know Do you know all the things? Do you know the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter? Absolutely. I follow all of them. Okay. But what are they? Do you know what the URLs are? I believe the Instagram is at the art of giving up. Yes. There we go. Do you know what the Facebook is? The art of giving up. Art of giving up podcast. Podcast. No, start of giving up. There you go. And the the Twitter Twitter is giving up podcast. Giving up podcast. There we go. And the emails are giving up at gmail.com. Perfect. So we have all that set. Eventually we're gonna be working on our own wrestling podcast, the mark and the smart. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. That's not gonna be named that terrible. (laughs) Now there's a thing that I do work to do already. There's a thing that I do with every episode. And if you listen, you know what it is. Okay? Wow, that was loud. If you listen, you know what it is. (laughs) There's one thing I wish everybody. You know what that is? Think. That's how NATO listen. To uh, take over the world brain? I'm not sure. At the end of everything, you can only hope for one thing. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace. If I move